This episode is brought to you by the amazing people who support me on Patreon. A big shout out to the multi-tier patrons, Terence, St. Peaches, Earl B, and Christina N. For the tao-tier patrons, Brizo, Diwatahan, Mona, and Luna, Philip, Undead, Roman, Jordan, and Viren A. And lastly, a special thanks to Bonkers and Carlo C. Your support means the world to me and is the driving force behind Tabi Tabi Podcast, so thank you so very much for being part of this journey. And if you, my dear listeners, would like to join these amazing patrons, head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. For as little as 2 or $6, you can enjoy exclusive perks and help keep Tabi Tabi Podcast going strong. Once again, it's patreon.com slash tabitabipod. See you there. Mabuhay and welcome to Tabi Tabi Podcast, a show where we explore the fascinating and often mysterious folklore of the Philippines. I am your host, Ethan. Hi, thanks for joining me today. It is December. Christmas trees are up and lights are also up. I hope you're all doing good and I hope life is treating you well. If not, that's alright. Take a breather and you can figure it out. Now, since it's Christmas and I've been seeing some wonderful balls of lights in the streets, I think it's fitting to talk about a certain ball of light we have in our folklore. So why don't we get on with today's episode? Settle in, my dear listeners, and let's begin. Imagine this. You've been out partying and it's time to head home. Opting to walk because your house is just a few minutes away, you find yourself in a quiet street with only a few street lamps in sight. Suddenly, you notice a ball of fire floating in the distance. Confused, you brushed it off, attributing it to the effects of your inebriation. The next morning, you share the strange encounter with your mother. And it is then that she reveals to you that the spot where you saw the ball of fire was the site of an accident just a week ago. And that ball of fire could have been the wandering soul of the person who tragically lost their life there. Balls of fire have been associated with legends across countries. These magnificent spheres are frequently cloaked in folklore and beliefs functioning as mysterious omens of impending disaster or intimately tied to the afterlife. Various traditions link these spectral manifestations to supernatural phenomena, with stories portraying ethereal flames as forerunners of important events or glimpses into the spirit realm. Witnessing these balls of fire is more than just a visual show in many cultures. And if you're curious about them, well, let me give you a few examples. For number one, we have fetch lights in Celtic folklore. In Celtic mythology, there is a belief in fetch lights or will-o'-the-wisps that are said to lead people astray and are sometimes considered omens of death. It is thought that if you follow these lights, you may end up in dangerous or deadly situations. The appearance of these lights is often linked to the presence of spirits or supernatural entities. Number 2. Fireship of Bai de Chaleur In Acadian folklore, there is a tale of a phantom ship that appears in the Bai de Chaleur, 
a bay between New Brunswick and Quebec. This ghostly ship is said to be a harbinger of death. And according to the legend, those who see this fire ship will soon experience a tragedy or the death of someone close to them. Now obviously, the Philippines isn't one to miss out on all of this. In The Creatures of Midnight, Dr. Maximo Ramos describes the phenomenon known as Santelmo, which is popular among Tagalogs, Visayans, and other parts of the Philippines. According to him, it manifests as a ball of fire in fields and swamps, bouncing along and rolling away. And it is said that the Santelmo is often considered as a bad omen or a flying spirit. In Filipino folklore, it is believed that San Telmo is the shortened version of Apoy ni San Elmo. What is Apoy ni San Elmo? Saint Elmo's Fire, also known as Apoy ni San Elmo, derives its name from Saint Erasmus of Formia, also known as Saint Elmo, the patron saint of sailors. According to Britannica.com, the phenomenon of St. Elmo's fire was considered a sign of good luck, particularly because it becomes most noticeable near the conclusion of a storm. Sailors believed that if they witnessed St. Elmo's fire, it indicated their survival through the storm, bringing a sense of safety. In the scientific aspect of this, St. Elmo's fire is a reproducible and demonstrable form of plasma. The electric field around the affected object causes ionization of air molecules, producing a faint glow visible in low-light conditions. This phenomenon occurs during thunderstorms with high-voltage differentials between clouds and the ground requiring a local electric field of about 100 kilovolts per meter to initiate a discharge in moist air. The appearance of St. Elmo's fire is influenced by the nitrogen and oxygen in Earth's atmosphere, causing it to fluoresce with blue or violet light, similar to the mechanism that causes neon lights to glow. In 1751, Benjamin Franklin hypothesized that a pointed iron rod would light up at the tip during a lightning storm, resembling St. Elmo's fire. Recent research from MIT's Department of Aeronautics and Astronautics indicates differences in the behavior of St. Elmo's fire between airborne objects and grounded structures. And throughout history, Different cultures have associated St. Elmo's fire with various beliefs. After the medieval period, St. Elmo's fire was sometimes linked to the Greek element of fire, the salamander or a similar creature called an ethnici. Welsh mariners called it Candles of the Holy Ghost or Candles of St. David and Russian sailors named it St. Nicholas or St. Peter's Light. St. Elmo's fire has been reported during historical events such as the Siege of Constantinople in 1453 and Magellan's first circumnavigation of the globe. Modern instances include the 1955 Great Plains Tornado outbreak, British Airways Flight 9 in 1982, and Air France Flight 447 in 2009. Now, before I proceed to explain what San Telmo is to us in the Philippines, I was just wondering how our ancestors learned about this. 
So I got to thinking. Considering that this weather phenomenon was named after a saint and the Philippines endured Spanish colonization for 333 years, I theorized that this saint was likely known to the priests who sought to convert our ancestors to Catholicism. It is possible that the priest may have shared this story, the story about Saint Elmo, especially with those whose livelihoods depended on fishing, as a means to ensure their safety at sea. However, please note that this is just a hypothesis and my theory and should not be taken as a serious assertion. Moving on, many variations of the Santelmo legend exist across different regions of the country, each with its unique stories. In one version, the Santelmo takes on a more ominous form, transforming into a beast with flames emanating from its mouth. Unlike the typical depiction of a mere ball of fire, which is said to be in color blue or violet, in this version, Santelmo manifests as a creature the specific nature of which remains uncertain but marked by the unsettling detail of fire in its mouth. Now what this beast or this version of Santelmo does is to captivate the attention of travelers and fishermen who follow it at night. As these unsuspecting travelers pursue these mysterious balls of fire, they walk until exhaustion sets in losing their way in deep mud and thorny bushes. Dizziness and insanity may ensue until they are lost in the forest. But, much like any stories from the Philippines, when someone gets lost in the woods, the solution is surprisingly simple. Just reverse your clothes. It's a belief that reversing your clothes acts as a protective charm against the spells of many elementals in the Philippines, and in this case, it's the Santelmo. Drawing from Dr. Eden Gainasayo's Bicol Beliefs in Folkways, a showcase of tradition, accounts from individuals she interviewed shed light on additional perspectives regarding Santelmo. In some stories, in some interviews that she did, Santelmo is considered as a doomed soul, often emerging after a rainstorm or during severe weather conditions. Some accounts says that fishermen in particular associate Santelmo with the spirits of those who met their demise at sea. Other versions also said that the Santelmo is linked to the themes of murder and premature death suggesting that it is a manifestation of the victim's blood. Meanwhile, according to the website mangkukulam.com, legend has it that if a man drowns in water, whether it's a river, sea, or rain, his ghost lingers in the area where the tragedy occurred. It starts as a little, luminous light and eventually grows to the size of a basketball. It is alleged that this version of the Santelmo wants justice for their departed souls, seeking out help or prayers in order to find their way into heaven. It is possible that these spirits are young people who died without having gone through the baptismal process. Now, Santelmo is also believed to be a source of supernatural power. If one desires to harness this power, the tradition suggests catching and eating it. The method for doing so remains a mystery. I cannot tell you exactly how to catch a Santelmo or 
how to eat it if you ever got it in your hands. Now, for those who encounter San Telmo face-to-face and feel uneasy about interacting with it, there's a funny solution. Cussing. Loudly and clearly, expressing profanities is believed to drive away the San Telmo, so you can cuss it out. The motivation behind the effectiveness of cussing might be rooted in the association of San Telmo with a saint, making it, in a way, unholy. Now, if you don't want to cuss out the San Telmo in fear of its retaliation, carrying garlic, lemon, or a flame is recommended to ward off this ball of fire. Now, here's an intriguing tidbit. It is said that smoking when San Telmo is around might cause the smoker's mouth to catch on fire. So, be careful or, you know, just stop smoking. And unfortunately, that's all I have about the Sandelmo. It honestly have, like I said with many other episodes this year, very little information. But I did find a few examples of Sandelmo stories that I found in the YouTube comment section of GMA Public Affairs. In the episode, Kapuso Mo, Jessica Soho, Mga Gamit sa Tigaon, Kamarine Sur, Nagliliyab dahil sa Sandelmo. And this was posted July 19, 2020. For the first story, it was posted by Joshua Villafuerte, 8871. In our area, a chilling St. Elmo story unfolded after a tragic incident at the school. When a live-in partner met a gruesome fate and blood stained the ground, an ominous event followed. Two days later after the event had happened, heavy rain poured down. That night, as I was innocently brushing my teeth, two fires mysteriously emerged, crossing from one neighborhood to another. Locals whispered that it was the Santelmo, a phenomenon believed to manifest when someone dies, and the essence of the deceased seeps into the earth. Second story came from Mark Chanelli Garcia for 806. He said that the Santelmo is no joke. He experienced it himself. Returning from his aunt's place in Cagayan Valley around 10 o'clock at night, he found himself on a dark, desolate path after watching PBB. The night was pitch black, and he sensed a peculiar glow, swiftly moving towards a broken-down motorcycle. It seemed as though it was the motorcycle's light, but something was off. It was unnerving, almost as if it was luring him. Thankfully, he noticed its eerie approach and hastily ran away. According to Mark, the Santelmo is real and creepy, and it is an otherworldly circle of light akin to a firefly but with an unexplicable hue. The Santelmo, according to him, materializes in quiet, abandoned places where tragedies occurred around the trees. On the Filipino Facebook page, user Lourdes Hernandez shared her experience with the Santelmo. She said that she had witnessed a floating Santelmo in the 80s in an empty lot beside their house in Bicol on a rainy night. The memory is vivid because it occurred the night after an election and she could hear votes being counted on the neighbor's radio. Initially, she thought it was a candle, perhaps a neighbor searching for something. However, 
It hovered unusually low to the ground, emitting a bluish and roundish glow. At times, it accelerated forward, only to return to its original position. Fearful to go outside and investigate, she watched this mysterious ball of fire float like a balloon for several hours until she drifted to sleep. When she checked in the morning for burn marks where it had been, there was no evidence of its presence whatsoever. That encounter was eerie and left a lasting impression on Lourdes. So, what are your thoughts? Do you believe in San Telmo? How do you think this weather phenomenon found its way into our folklore? Have you ever had a personal encounter with one? Regardless of one's belief, San Telmo has been perceived as both a good and bad omen in Philippine folklore. Whether viewed through a lens of spiritual significance or as a meteorological occurrence, the legends surrounding this fiery ball are undeniably fascinating. And that concludes the 14th episode of the podcast about the mysterious Santelmo. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new. I am so very sorry that it is very short. Um, like I said, I really wanted to get the Santelmo out. Uh, because obviously it's going to be the end of the year and I really like this story. But yeah, sadly, I could only find a few information about this. However, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. I am very, very happy to know that you are discovering new creatures, places here in the Philippines uh, because of my podcast. I really, really appreciate it. So um, please just spread the word so we can um, learn together and i'll be very very happy if you also want to become a patron member and get cool benefits just head over to patreon.com tabitamipod or you can always donate via gcash the information will be posted in the description but yes once again thank you so very much to my dearest patrons and to you my real listeners thank you for continuously supporting the podcast and making it a part of your week please stay safe this has been Ethan and thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast. Join me again next time to discuss more Philippine creatures. Bye!